I don't know what we're going to call tweeting anymore, but my pitch is that we call it excreting. Everyone is so soft. Get a fucking backbone, please, in this society. Go enjoy your vast wealth that you've pillaged from the Republic and let (laughs) us rot in peace. I'm Bridget Fettacy, and this is your dumpster fire for the weeks of July 16th to July 29th. And the unicorns dance while the world burns, world burns, world burns. Join us at Phetasy.com. This is where you can find the unedited version of Dumpster Fire. See how the sausage is made. See all the inappropriate jokes that we leave out. Yes, there are quite a few that we leave for our supporters behind the paywall where they're safe. You can also join us in workouts. It's a cool community and you get all kinds of extra behind the scenes and just access to me that you don't have if you are just a pleb. This is like the TSA pre-check <laughs> of the interweb. <laughs> Join us. It's the best way to support this little rigmarole production that you love so much. It's $5 a month, and if you sign up for a year, you get two months free. It's a great deal, folks. And with that, I will tell you to like, subscribe, and comment. Touch my bells and buttons. Tell your friends about us. Really, that's the way that this show works has the cult following that it has, honestly, it's from people telling their friends. Starting it off, my nemesis is at it again. We're not bringing Elon in for this one. Tired of giving this man attention. He's like the new Trump. I know that some of you in the comments have said I had Elon derangement syndrome. And I am just here to tell you, I don't want to talk about this guy, but he's a human dumpster fire. How am I not supposed to cover when a grown man with a billion dollars trying to get rocket ships to Mars to inhabit it is also challenging another grown man with a billion dollar Facebook empire to a dick measuring contest? (laughs) This show is called Dumpster Fire, people. I would be abdicating my duty as a not journalist by not covering that. And now he has taken our beloved bird app, Twitter, and turned it into X. (laughs) And I'm supposed to just sit back and not cover that. And he happened to do this on the 15th anniversary of me joining Twitter. This whole thing, all of this. It's all about me. <laughs> like, I don't want to sound paranoid, but <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't have Elon derangement syndrome. But what coded message do you think he's trying to send me <laughs> in changing this app to X? Have you been programming her radio and communicating with her through songs? Not in any way, shape or form. No. Tell Maggie in the comments. <laughs> You can tell he thinks of Twitter as one of his children because he gave it a name no one can pronounce as well as his poor children. I don't know what we're going to call tweeting anymore, but my pitch is that we call it excreting. And let's just give this (laughs) posting a whole new meaning out there on the interwebs. This is what it, it should be called. It's like it's like mental diarrhea that we're all just spewing into the ether. You are not thinking. You have a mental diarrhea happening. What's the verb of tweet? Like, jeet? Uh, this yeah, is with, like, with this an is X? like what the f- 
fucking libs do with the pronouns, adding the X that no one wants. This is like Latinx. So what Latinx is, is white liberals telling brown people their language is wrong. This is like Jer or Jim. This is why my 14-year-old relative said that Elon was going woke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Elon would like to hear it, but the kids these days think he's becoming woke. So it's like he came into the culture wars like six years late. And now he's saying things that we were all saying six years ago, but they sound like a boomer saying them. Unfortunately, not right now, bro. You know the vibes. We're all still going to call it Twitter. And I had to read in an article today. Somebody said, oh, someone, someone, someone posted on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. You're not Prince, Elon. (laughs) You don't get to just do that. You wish you were as cool as Prince. Only Prince can get away with turning his name into a symbol and then forcing everybody to say the artist formerly known as Prince with the symbol. I'm still calling it Twitter. That's the line I'm drawing in the sand. And I'm not joining any more social media platforms. I'm too old for this. I'm too old for this. I'm not joining Blue Sky or any TikTok, even though I'd probably thrive on TikTok. I am too old for a new social media platform. This is just getting sad. And it kind of feels like social media is over. (laughs) We might have actually lived through the beginning and end of social media. Doesn't it, folks? Tell me. Does it feel like everything's broken? Does it feel like everything is just a little bit stale does it feel like all the social media platforms are siloed and like the algorithm isn't really working anymore i think we might have lived through it and now now he wants it to be like some currency and a place where you pay for everything why do i trust that this is going to be like replacing the new monetary system when hitler-720 is in my mentions calling me a libtard this is the place i'm gonna trust to do my banking everyone hates it thanks elon thanks for doing this thank you everyone hates it awesome except for the ball looking elon stands and i stand you and it feels like he just was like change it change it now like just change it put yeah, up the well X. that's how he is he's like very much the whole like layout of him changing it was like x is in the new where the bird used to be is now the x but it still says tweet and send tweet and search twitter like what kind of f-ing new brand rollout is this i feel like a first year student in web design could have done a better job than this This is insane. People are saying that maybe he doesn't even own the trademarks. There's a conspiracy theory that he changed it because he couldn't afford to renew the Twitter trademark. I also feel like I resent that he's pushing the limits of our devotion. He knows that we have an abusive relationship with Twitter. (laughs) We are now all in an abusive relationship with Elon since he is now Twitter. People don't even leave when there's an exact replica of the site. He knows this. He knows he's got us. He saw threads come up and then just collapse in use. And he was like, gotcha, bitches. Gotcha, bitch. What? And then he knew. He knew he had us. He knew we were never leaving. He can abuse us and torment us and change the name and gaslight us and mess with us and force us to pay for our app. And we're all still going to be like, thank you, Elon. We love you. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Everybody loves the Thunderdome. And there is only one Thunderdome. And it is Twitter. Elon and I are kindred spirits. (laughs) (laughs) 
And we've built empires adjacently of one another, much like Prince Harry and I partied adjacently to one another. And he just had this idea for naming a company X, and he's always been obsessed with it since back in PayPal days, and now he owns Twitter, and he's just doing it. He's just, like, fixated on this idea, and he won't let it go, which, you know, as someone who made up a word and is probably going to, like, die trying to make this a thing, I totally understand that, only I'm not a billionaire or even a millionaire. (laughs) Much to the shock of the internet, if you Google me. And then this rolled in right before we were about to shoot is the X rebrand gets Twitter blocked under Indonesia porn laws. Yeah, I saw all these jokes online from guys who were like, my wife is really going to love seeing X.com on my credit card statement this month. It sounds like a porn site. This is crazy. We all saw in real time what happens when a billionaire buys Twitter and doesn't have anyone saying no and can just do things at his whim and make changes. He was trying to get them to take the bird off the Twitter.com headquarter building. And then the police in San Francisco showed up to tell them that they didn't have a permit for that, which is nice to know the San Francisco police will show up for something in that dystopian hellscape. (laughs) So it just does sound like a bit of a shit show. It, It is like on steroids what happens to all of us on that app our brain just gets broken and we've seen in real time somebody who has no guardrails and all the money in the world like literally what happens to their brain when they're on twitter too much he asked russia to go get the emails this is the greatest argument for why there shouldn't be billionaires actually (laughs) (laughs) moving on we have a new category it's getting real. It's getting real, folks. Officer David Grush declares under oath for the first time that the U.S. government is in possession of UFOs and non-human bodies. As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Every week with this, non-human bodies, I feel like they need to be more specific. This could be like squirrels. (laughs) What if it's just a squirrel that they found near a UFO that the UFO crashed into? You f*** with squirrels, Morty. We got a good five minutes before they're backing up on our ass, Morty. They, I, I feel like someone should have pressed them to be a little bit more definitive about what a non-human body is. Is it like an alien or is it like... An insect or a beetle that they found. Is it really any coincidence that this came out when Elon renamed Twitter? Maybe Elon is putting X on the building so that the aliens know where not to blast when they're coming (laughs) to invade us. I feel like they're just slow rolling this out. So we've been saying this so that in in like 2026, when we get invaded, they're like, we tried to warn you slowly for years and nobody cared. But what are we really going to do in the face of alien powers much stronger than ours? What are we actually going to do? We're going to hunker down with our families and live excrete our demise until the grid goes down. (laughs) And then we'll look to Elon for Starlink as our last dying way of connecting to one another. Our great savior. (laughs) 
<laughs> Elon has already renamed this non-human species X. Seems strange. Seems like a strange obsession. Like my strange obsession with Elon. <laughs> R.I.P. Sinead O'Connor. Uh, this one hurt. She was young, 56. Yeah. And just really the soundtrack to my entire pre-adolescence. Not even my, it, it was like when I was 12, 13, my parents were getting divorced. This album came out, the one that Nothing Compares to You is on. And it was just on repeat. My friends and I knew every word of every song. I still do. It reminds me of when I was in Ireland. I was driving around the coast. We were blasting this album. I have so many memories. I loved her. I'll, I was watching that Saturday Night Live when she ripped up the picture of the Pope. I'll never forget that. Fight the real enemy. And she claims it didn't ruin her career. She's like, it didn't ruin me. It ruined some executive who was making millions of dollars off me's ability to buy their third house. But for her, it just made made it so that she had to perform live all the time, which is where she said she shined. So, uh, God, what a f- talent. What a voice. Yeah, what truly. What a voice. Just the loss and just so fearless. Imagine, imagine the guts it takes to do what she did on live TV. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And she was right. And she was right. And she was trying to speak out against sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. And she was right. And then like, we didn't hear about it for another freaking decade. 20, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) R.I.P. Sinead. Moving on to Dumpster Fire Couple. Barbenheimer. The success of both Barbie and Oppenheimer is a cultural phenomenon. Yay! People are going to the movies. Now maybe they can see the importance of having creativity and paying writers and producers. Well, not producers. Just kidding. I'm glad people went out and saw these movies because they're both originals. And it's like during a time when the whole freaking industry is shut down and on strike, all the actors, all the writers, and maybe this will show the importance of having entertainment in our society, although you could always watch us. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we're not Barbenheimer, but, you know, Christopher Nolan, genius, can't wait to go see it. Everybody had their takes So many takes about Barbie. Oh, my God. I didn't enter the Barbie discourse until this moment right now. (laughs) And let me tell you, everybody is rage farming now. I realize the reason we do a lot of like faux outrage and then some real outrage at Breaking Bridget on this show. But we're not really trying to like rage farm, get people. I don't want you getting all riled up. And going out there and being like, we need to protest Barbie. And I love Ben Shapiro. He's a friend of mine. I consider him a friend. And he did a video where he was burning Barbies. And I was like, what are you doing? This is so crazy and embarrassing and cringe. 
And then I was thinking, like, where did you get these Barbies? Are your kids just in the sandbox? Your daughter's, like, off camera being like, no, daddy, why are you finding my Barbies? And he's like, I'm trying to own the libs. I was like, I can't believe you would do this. And then I saw that he had 2 million views on that video. And what I'd like to do right now is cut to me burning a Barbie. Uh-huh. And be like, any. I was thinking what I should have done for this segment is be like, and how many views does he have? Two million. And then it just cuts to me like starting a Barbie on fire. <laughs> it feels like conservatives were all like, this movie sucks other than some conservatives who actually liked it. But it it's just like, does everything have, have to be a culture war? Everything? You can't just like, Go enjoy a movie and say, okay, some things suck and some things are cool. And it's Barbie, though. She's always been controversial. I know. But there's a real get off my lawn vibe coming from conservative media lately. (laughs) Like you're you're really returning to your roots as the moral arbiters of our society. And no one's really buying it since you all got behind a womanizing philanderer so kind of lost that sorry to tell you rage farming is so effective this is why i think everything's broken though Uh because i think people are just like outraged out i do agree with kat d who's like there's been like a vibe shift and unless you realize there's been a vibe shift you're gonna be one of those cringy dorks who gets left behind and i i think people are kind of just i'm i'm hoping that they're just Overall, it's so transparent, all of this. Hilarious to see Ben Shapiro lighting Barbies on fire, but is it good for us? No, they're not. No, no. okay, next question. <laughs> yes. And it's funny because I know he's like making fun of that whole thing, the whole thing of like people burning things when they are outraged by them, but it's still just so, you're like being a parody of yourself yeah yeah it's a performance but i'm also supposed to take like i'm i'm a parody of a pundit making fun of punditry that's what this show is that's what it's (laughs) supposed to be a parody of a parody news show i don't take myself seriously though nor do i expect anyone to go listen to my radio show and take my political analysis seriously like, you don't get to do both. You get one or the other. But once you drift into this lane, it's going to be hard to take you seriously. But maybe that's the point. Two million views! And so many of them are probably just, like, libs hating on it. It's, it's, yeah. it's rage farming. Yeah. We need to get into the rage farming business. Rage farming. It's yeah. a great term. The Barbie discourse. Oh, God. Every time I logged in, I was like, really? Another Barbie? Okay. Everyone wrote a think piece about Barbie. Everyone. It's a whole economy. But it feels like this is where I'm not sure if some people were saying, like, the hot take economy is dead. I'm like, is it? Because I'm pretty sure literally every pundit and writer I know had some hot take about Barbie. It wasn't just like a review. It was like, what this means for the culture. I'm like, oh. Right. And they, that means they all had to go see it on opening weekend. Yeah. Driving up the numbers. Yeah. You know, they all had to go see it so they could write about it and then write their opinion piece about why they hated it. You guys, I'm going to tell you something that only I know being at the bottom of this Ponzi scheme and seeing the first effects of it. This sh- is a po- house of cards. It's all going to fall down. It is 
all, I need you all to get back to work and start driving to your jobs so you can boost the podcast industry. (laughs) We need those commuting hours. You need to go back to working in your cubicles. Now all I got to say is gonna be crumb snatching coaching pranksters and sitting in traffic so that you can keep this ponzi scheme that is the media of hot takes going because otherwise it's all gonna fall down thank god there's an election coming up or man it's industry so it is a house of cards you guys i'm telling you Smart. Just remember this. Remember this when all of your favorite podcasters are on the streets begging for a few pennies. <laughs> what a bright future we have. <laughs> There's been a large transfer of wealth upward and some of us were left behind. Some of us were skipped over in that transfer. <laughs> and by some of us, I mean most of us. Let's take a minute to check the weather with Susana Alameda. Niños, son las 7 con 51 minutos. Muy buenos días. Me encanta saludarte a ti que todavía no te vas de casa para informarte qué tiempo nos espera esta semana. Estamos a miércoles ya a la mitad. Thank you, Susana. Like, subscribe and comment, touch my bells and buttons and make sure you rage farm this with your friends. <laughs> Sprained my eyes. Researchers are horrified as students send mocking responses to a woke survey. <laughs> it's funny there. This was an Oregon State. I think University so. Oregon or, State University. Yeah. So surprisingly, the kids all reacted to this like survey that they did about their identity and their gender and their all this stuff. And they mocked the sh- out of it i'm really proud of these kids uh-huh i feel like that meme like i'm really proud of you i am so proud of the children for standing up to this tyrannical ideology that is ridiculous on its face uh-huh. and mocking it as they did and the researchers who i'm assuming were adults at least they were older than these college kids they i i it doesn't really make it clear if they were peers or if they're slightly older researchers who are taking this survey were like traumatized and needed to take a break and said that they were being you know attacked by these and that essentially the kids were all just fascists one of the kids said my skin color is not important and these researchers were like this is fascism so my skin color is not important is fascism now. Just want to keep you guys abreast of the new developments in our society. It's always so sad to me when adults can't handle getting teased by kids, too. <laughs> like, come on. We need more emotional resilience and intelligence coming from the people who are teaching our children. They were calling the pe- the kids who were mocking this, like, malicious and in, they were like in a section declaring one's disabilities. Responses range from claiming to be illiterate to lamenting my country is run by communists. I'm so proud of these kids. The research team declared the mockery they received had a profound impact on morale and mental health. Everyone is so soft. You guys, this get a f- 
fucking backbone, please, in this society? How is it such a soft generation of people who can't handle things that they read? I mean, have you no concept of history and how hard it has been? Even recently, we were watching some period piece, and I was like, God, it sucked to be a woman and a child through most of history, up until pretty recently, you were dying all the time. Bring out your dead! <laughs> and of disease and childbirth, working child labor, like actual child labor, not a teenager working at McDonald's, different thing. It is insane how soft we've become. We have so much convenience and so much to be grateful for and so much wealth and abundance. How many TVs and screens do you have in your house right now? People are on the couch just being like, I can't get out of bed. My life is so hard. Oh, we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world and it's wasted on the on the crappiest generation of just spoiled idiots. You, yeah, because you have no sense of proportion or history at all. Honestly, we still, even with all of our problems, live in the greatest time to be a human possibly ever, particularly if you're a woman mm -hmm. or a man pretending to be a woman. <laughs> I can't roll my eyes hard enough, <laughs> but I'm really proud of these kids. Uh-huh. These kids have been brought up with like all this nonsense and I'm glad to see they're getting old enough to push back and be and they're also educating themselves about all of this stuff. And they're like, no, no. Moving on to beyond parody. Just stop oil protesters got surrounded by just stop pissing everyone off protesters. Again, proud of these kids. <laughs> People have had it with the nonsense. It's good to see people pushing back, although this is the whitest set of protests I've ever seen. <laughs> this is like watching toast protest bread. <laughs> they were all very civil. They didn't want to really make each other mad. They were just kind of like, hey, stop interrupting traffic. You know who's usually affected by all of these protests? Not people who have time to protest all day, but the working class, the nurses, the people who run the city, the s people who do all of the things that you take for granted. Those are the people that you are interrupting. Yeah, it was weird. It was like so the the Just Stop Oil protesters were sitting there surrounded by a circle of Just Stop Pissing Everyone Off protesters. I'm like, how did they get them all into this quiet, peaceful circle where know. they were it sitting like down? Kumbaya. It was so strange. I think it's been so beneficial this morning being able to meet with some of you lovely people. It seemed like two circles of protesters. Nobody was strong enough to really overpower anyone else. It was very civil. Yeah. But they were all just sitting there submissively in this circle. It was really weird. No, it is <laughs> they could have busted out of that circle at any very point. <laughs> easily. Yeah. If you really believed in your cause of just stop oil, you would have like just walked out of that circle and into traffic. It's like, did you ever play Red Rover as a kid? Just break through the chain. This is a South Park. This felt like a South Park episode. We are not going to feel guilt for the way we were born. Winners out. Winners out. Because the Just Stop Oil people are legitimately pissing everybody off. And you're not, this is not an effective way to get people over to your side of the message. No. 
you getting like making some person trying to get home from their job to go pick up their kid, sit in traffic for three hours is not a way to persuade someone that you have the right ideas about society. Right. With their car running the entire time. It's ridiculous. Go clean a beach. (laughs) Dumpster diving. What's next? In the dumpster. (laughs) A woman shot four times credits Kim Kardashian's Skims bodysuit with saving her life. Oh, wow. The DMV queen responds with, wow, prayer hands. Imagine that you're like, I literally got shot four times and your Skims saved my life. And Kim's like, wow. Prayer hands. (laughs) Wow, you literally don't know your shapes. Make sure you buy some skims. This is so cool. I can't believe it. Wow. Yeah, she said that skims were so tight they kept her from bleeding out, basically. (sighs) The Kardashians truly are the downfall of our society. Yeah, people in the comments were like, I hope she sends you some skims, some free yeah, ones. Yeah, instead of just like, wow, it's like an advertisement for skims. Send that girl some money. She needs to recover. She can't work. Send, I think she has to go fund me. Maybe try and give her some money. Come on, Kim, you're worth like billions of dollars. Throw this chick a bone or two. Well, the woman was saying that the skims were like body armor. I just hope, you know, people don't start buying them and be like, shoot me here. (laughs) It's the new TikTok challenge. (laughs) They're already doing it. (laughs) They're like, hey, check out my skims. (laughs) Let's see if I can survive someone shooting me in the kidney. And then we have cocaine sharks are possibly eating drugs off the coast of Florida. I thought this story was about Mitch McConnell, but it turns out it's actually about sharks. (laughs) Cocaine Mitch, he is a shark. Every time I was on cocaine, I couldn't eat anything. So (laughs) not sure what kind of cocaine these sharks are eating. It does feel like it should be like a dumpster pail kid. Pablo Esco shark. (laughs) Why are all the animals on cocaine? There's cocaine bear. There were cocaine hippos or something. Now there's cocaine sharks. Like all of the animals are on cocaine. I feel like that should be a warning sign to us. The animals are doing recreational drugs to try and get through our mass extinction. Yeah, well, this was weird because <laughs> it's like the the coke is dumped um, in deep water and then supposedly picked up later in order yeah. to smuggle it in. And then there were, scientists were observing sharks like going directly for it and like Hell eating yeah. it and taking it away. And going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> At least the sharks are patrolling our border. <laughs> hey All right, breaking Bridget. Mitch McConnell froze while addressing the press, and it seemed like he might have had a minor stroke or something. ...and a string of... Anything else you want to say? Or should we just go back to your office? Do you want to say anything else to the press? Okay. 
His face always looks like it's buffering, so it's hard to tell. But this was a very weird moment in um, the midst of a sentence, basically. Doesn't it feel like we're all living in a Dell Webb community or the villages in Florida or any one of the many retirement homes if we're living in America? I have been saying for years, I don't want these olds running the country. Guys, I don't know if there should be term limits, whatever, but there should at least be a mandatory retirement age. And by the way, I don't want to hear any sh- All the time I hear, where's Gen X? Why isn't Gen X stepping up? Um, How can we step up when literal brain dead hundred millionaires will not let their arthritic hands let go of the power that they cling to until their death? This is not the way a society should work. You are supposed to prepare the next generation and then step out of the way and go spend your final sunset years with your grandchildren enjoying yourself, not trying to give press conferences and trying to run the United States of America. And these people are all tripping, they're falling, getting on and off planes. Their brains are just shorting out mid-sentence. They are running our fucking country. Are you kidding me? Nancy Pelosi is over 80 years old. Diane Feinstein is like 90 years old. How how is this okay? How are we oh how are we supposed to evolve as a country if we have people who were born during the great depression running our country still? <laughs> this is insane. This is ins- like there must be something we can do. I know they he needed to be like shown how to get out of there it's, like in- it's also just sad and now you're playing on our empathy. We're supposed to be like, "Oh, that's Peepa. He got lost on his way from running the fucking country. No, these people make our laws. Have you ever seen any of these hearings about AI where they sit and they're talking to the leaders of our country who don't know how to send a fucking email or how to upload a picture? And you have these young tech guys trying to explain AI. I'm like, these are the people that we're supposed to have regulating this technology that's going to destroy all of humanity and you're supposed they're supposed to be the ones who are understanding it they're falling asleep they're barely able to comprehend where they are in space and time and (laughs) we're asking them to run our country make our laws try and make decisions about what's happening with the youth and it's so disheartening at this point it is We have Fetterman who had a stroke. We have Biden, Mitch McConnell, Dianne Feinstein. There are the list of George Soros who donates to everybody who's 92 years old. And they all just keep getting older. We've been raging about this for years. I've known more 42-year-olds who have died in the past year than the f***ing boomers. These people are never going to (laughs) die. Look, I love you, boomers. I do. You're my aunts. You're my uncles. You're my family, my people. But step out of the way. For the love of God, retire. Let it go. 
let it go, man. We we need to move this country into the future. We need to start leading so that we can make mistakes and we can make hundreds of millions of dollars enriching ourselves with insider trading. Give us a chance, man. Go enjoy your vast wealth that you've pillaged from the Republic and let <laughs> us rot in peace. You had your time. The future is our world. I need people whose brains are intact running our country. I don't feel like that's too much to ask. Trump is fucking pushing 80 years old, too. These guys aren't even boomers. They're silent generation. This is not okay. You wonder why there's so much unrest and disgruntled feelings of of unease and rage in this country. It's because literal 80 year olds are running our country. And I know I hear the, like, I don't want the olds running the country and people will say, I don't want the squad running the country either. But look, I understand that (laughs) I do, but let's get fresh people to fight with each other and work together and compromise and duke out the modern problems with modern young solutions. Let's get people who grew up with computers and didn't grow up with the telegraph as their (laughs) primary means of communication. (laughs) It, It really does break me. It breaks my heart to see these sad old people who I don't have very much compassion for them. I'm supposed to because they're old and you look at an old feeble person and you feel bad for them. But then you realize they're either being forced to stay in this role by people who are cynically clinging to power and using them or they're choosing to do this. Either way, it's elder abuse. I don't think I think they just want this like How did we go from Obama to two octogenarians? At least Obama was young and good looking. (laughs) Can we get someone young and good looking in the White House? He had health and vigor. He was always jet skiing. He's still jet skiing. (laughs) It feels very wrong. Yeah. To have people this old in charge. Diane doesn't even know where she is. Submitted. Yeah, just say I. Okay, just I. I don't. I don't know. This. It really. It breaks my heart, but it also makes me super mad because there needs to be some cap on this. You know, I think they just didn't really think people would live this long. (laughs) Yeah, and still want to be in power. But hey, if you're making a couple of hundred million dollars, why wouldn't you want to stay in power? You don't want that shit going to the next generation. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse when it's Trump v. Biden in a year. In a year. Well, good job, boomers. You've ruined the country and you're going to run into the ground until your very last breath. Congratulations. You'll be remembered for that. I am going to unalive myself if it is Trump versus Biden Ugh. again. I would only continue this show as an act of public service. (laughs) (laughs) To prevent a rash of suicides. It might kill me to do it, but I would have to keep doing it. It would truly be like, this would be like me joining the army. (laughs) (laughs) 
Join us at Fetacy.com to get the unedited version of Dumpster Fire the day before the edited version drops. And you also get behind the scenes pictures. You get a discount on all the merch, 20% on all the merch when you join our community. You get workouts for the ladies and so much more. The community is amazing. If you want to keep up with everything that we're doing every single week, which is a lot, please join our newsletter, BridgetFetacy.substack.com. It's free. And it comes to you every Friday or Saturday, and it gives you the links to everything that we put out that week and makes it all easy for you to find any performances that I might have done elsewhere or appearances or anything else that I have written. I would like to thank everybody for making this shit show possible. It is not possible without my writers, editors, researchers, Dave Yates, Sammy Flapsonfolds, Ben Howe, and Better Fetacy. You guys make this show as hilarious as it is, as well as all of you in the comments and our supporters and people who are just our super fans, the people who support us in the community and the Fetacy community at Fetacy.com. We freaking love you. You guys are our base and you're hardcore and we appreciate you so, so much. Truly, I cannot express how much we are grateful for your support because it is not easy to keep the lights on, and you guys make it possible. Thank you, Cousin Maggie, for making this all go round. Thank you, Bridget, for being <sighs> you. Uh, we will laugh because we do still have so much, and I am very grateful. I'm just grateful to our audience, subscribers, supporters. We love you. We appreciate you. We would be nothing without you. and This would be... Not worth doing, obviously. I love seeing that this you guys get something out of this because honestly, I do too. It allows me to get my frustration with things that I am completely powerless out over out of my system. Thank you, Zenpro Audio, where we purchase all of our audio stuff. If you want to support a small business and need audio equipment, go to zenproaudio.com. Thank you to our sponsors. We can't do this without them. So support the people who support us, sheathunderwear.com and seed.com. Now to cleanse your palate, the internet is glowing. Right now in Terrell and in Dallas, your, your heat index is 107. Everyone in McKinney is dead. We're going to be on one more week, and then we have a vacation. We're taking a much-needed summer break after the baby and the move and the craziness that this year has been. We're going to take some time with our families and enjoy the the simple things in life, like ice cream and strawberries and laughter with our family. So I hope you all get to do that too this summer and enjoy your time in real life touching grass. That is really what's important and make the most of it. It's all so fast and fleeting. And I dedicate this episode to my late ex-husband. He taught me a lot about America and how much we have. And he was hilarious and he loved how dorky and ridiculous I was. So rest in peace, Nikolai, you will be missed. This has been your dumpster fire for the weeks of July 16th to July 29th. I'm Bridget Fetacy. Now make me rich, although I'm already rich in spirit. I'm not calling it X. Not.
not.